the rave. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. I am that disgusting pile of white-eat-up kebab meat by the side of the bus stop on Monday morning that you know, you just know, really hurt on the way out, Gav. And I'm that magical elixir that you've swapped for five beans and a cow off a hippie in a field somewhere that you don't know and can't remember about. I'm Addy. And you're tuned into the On The Wave podcast once again. Addy, how's it going? Um magical today he's magical today it's warm and we're actually on location today um uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about that very very soon but first we'll start the podcast the way we always like to start these podcasts which is with a little bit of raver's choice who's it who's it this week now uh raver's choice this week comes to you from as he frantically scrolls on his laptop is down it ems gabba to it is it's ems gabba i'm glad addy's got a memory and the track that he picked it's is jesus loves acid it is yeah buying so a bit of acid to get started on the podcast this time out let's go let's get squelchy now i wish to speak to all men and women engaged in violence i appeal to you in language of passionate pleading on my knees, I beg you to turn away from the path of violence and to return to the ways of peace. You may claim to seek
is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on Facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave you can find us on Twitter at on the rave you can find us on YouTube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on Instagram that's my favourite one then where you can find us on the rave with Addy and Gav where you can see pictures of what Addy's been doing during the week shenanigans shenanigans uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase, and scream at Dom's on the roof, and she will give you ten percent off all oh, of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, goodness. oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. Ah, there oh, you go. Acidy, acidy, acidy goodness. Yeah, a little bit of acidy joy for everyone on the podcast. Um, thank you very much for Rave's choice this time out. Hey, Thank you very much, Steve. Yeah, spot on. Um, Let's stroll straight into uh, introducing our guest, I think. Oof. Let's tell people where we are first. Uh, we're we, live from Basement Snacks. We are. We're actually live at our spon- at the home of our sponsor. Um, uh, and we're going to be sitting down and having a chat with the head honcho of Basement Snacks. Uh, we're sat down with Don's. Don's, how's it going? How are you? How are you? I'm all right. It's kind of hot today. It it's is. melty hot down Very here. Very melty hot. It's usually quite cool in the basement. It's not so cool today. Yeah. As I said, we're on location downstairs on Ridden <laughs> Ridley Place uh, in Newcastle. Um, speaking to the lady who's been our delightful sponsor since like day five or something like that. Since the week after Linda's phone. Since the week after Linda's phone last year. And we've gone full circle because we're just short of Linda's phone again, aren't we? We are. We are. We're now almost there. Yeah. So, Addy, how did you meet Don's? You told me about this. Where did you meet? In a field, You met in a field? In a field, underneath a gazebo. (laughs) Potentially. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah, a blurry party somewhere. Yes. Blurry parties, but mostly for the podcast purposes. In the field of Lindisfarne? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He showed me his spout and that was it. I couldn't yeah. help but sponsor him after that. I whipped my spout out and there was no stopping her. <laughs> that was it. Um, I was done. Yeah. That was a consensual spout as well. It was, it was consensual. consensual. Yeah, you've got to make sure to mention the consensual spout. otherwise. Everyone can... everyone loves a spout though. Yeah. They're... I've never seen anyone say no yet. No, no. Definitely oh, not. The first time he offers it to me, I'm going to knock it back. Just out of principle. <laughs> just out of principle. Um, so, yeah, let's roll into just having a bit of banter about some music then, eh? Hi, why not? Why not? Um, so, early influences. Early influences. Yeah. Who played the music in the house? Oh, I was surrounded by a huge amount of variation as a child because I, I grew up in lots of different houses, really. Um, I had grandparents that lived in East London. One was uh, an Afro-Caribbean woman. She loved all her reggae and ska and her, her son, who was my first stepfather, he loved madness, ska music, two-tone... Nice. Uh, so I grew up, and then she also liked a bit of Billie Halliday and Etta James and loads, loads of different things. Mum was a, a shamefully Carpenters and um, that that Scottish tartan 
band that I train. Bay City Rollers? That's the one. Jeez. No, my family once made us all get dressed up as the Bay City Rollers. To I want to see those I want to see those pictures. The, do you know what? They do exist, but are they fuck going on display for I'm your... speaking to you, Alex. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. We need no. to get onto that. Yeah, I need to see that. Oh. I think that's... When we redo this, that should be your picture. Oh, dear <laughs> me. Yeah, well, there are photos out there of all the family clad in the same tartan. My mum spent weeks making the costumes and we all turned up. And to be fair, the three of us, me, my sister and my brother, didn't have fucking Scooby-Doo, yeah. who the Bay City Rollers were. We just got told. Look at you. We just got told. Yeah, you got, you got dragged <laughs> yeah, up for the Bay City listen. Rollers. Uh, the, grand, the other grandparents who lived in Cornwall, they were um, big sort of 70s rocks or T-Rex and nice. Deep Purple and... Uh, Led Zeppelin and all that mud, bit of sweet, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then when Mum met her second husband, he was Elton John and Genesis. Nice. Um, so I, and I got into music really, really young. I mean, one of my favourite hobbies was headphones, my my own hi-fi at five-year-old, lots of vinyl. I was collecting vinyl at five and six-year-old. Bloody hell. So I had lots of it was lovely, lovely musical influences. Um, but as to which one got passed down that I loved... It would have to be Genesis. My dad used to play Genesis on a Sunday afternoon. Right. And I knew all the words and I sang all of, all of them absolutely and still love Genesis and I'm not even ashamed. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry in one nah, bit. Nah, that's fine. We have Bowie well, Sundays that, in that, our household. Yeah. Um, so the Bowie gets turned on. Now, and so you're not sorry because it's not a guilty pleasure. That's much later. Oh, yeah. We've got, we've got time to get to much guilty time. pleasures. Time to get to guilty much time. Pleasure. So what about Genesis that like, stood out? I know that you're, always, you're, you're a fan of Tarzan, aren't you? Oh. Bit of Phil Collins solo. Yeah, yeah. And he was, I think, what, what festival? We're at Croquet Cro Fest. We're at Croquet Fest on the way back or on the way to Croquet Fest. And Addy on just, the way back, yeah. yeah Addy just became a drumline from Phil Collins. Do 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 and, and I liked all of it. And a lot of Genesis fans mm. tend to be a bit snobby and a bit of certain thinking man prog rock. <laughs> and a lot of them were very like, what do you mean you still like Genesis post Peter Gabriel? No, no, it was only Genesis before he was... No, no, I liked all of it. And, and, and all the incarnations, even down to... And then there were three albums. The Abacab album was the one that stood out for me. They were absolutely adored it. And even when my dad wasn't there on a Sunday... I'd put the album on yeah, all tradition. by yourself. It was great. Yeah, it's tradition. Yeah. Once you know the once you know the words and you've got it down, then that's what you that's what you stick with. It was hilarious that um, I borrowed a, an album from a friend of mine recently because I didn't have a copy of it, um, and the old copy that I had that was my, my dad's had a jump in a particular place. Right. And then I put the vinyl on that I borrowed from my friend recently and listened to the whole album. It didn't have that jump in that place. And it's not the same. Mm. Yeah, it's it not feel weird. waiting for the jump and <laughs> yeah. it's not there. Not <laughs> waiting for all the scratches and bumps in your old records. Mm -hmm. So of all the Jennifer stuff, uh, Genesis stuff. Jennifer? Jennifer. That's the only category. Yeah, that's, that's obviously that's a band it. face band. It's just, uh, <laughs> just me and my fat tongue. Um, so of all the Genesis stuff, is there one song in particular? Yeah, it'd have to be Abacab. I could listen to it over and over and over again. Uh, 1981 Abacab which is the title track from the album Abacab sweet um, I think that serves as a perfect introduction let's go Abacab uh, yeah for the first time here's some Genesis on the podcast
And there you have it. That's bit a bit of Genesis. Yeah, that's a little bit of Genesis. Uh, for the first time on the podcast, we believe. Bit podcast virgins. Yeah, apparently so. I guarantee, I guarantee it'll probably be the last time as well. I don't imagine you'll have many Genesis requests. Oh, you, know, you never know. Pink and sneaking these tracks on. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Phil Collins as well, by proxy, sort of classes in the same category, I'd say. like so. I'm Peter Gabriel, you know, mm. we could get a bit of sledgehammer. Sledgehammer on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I love that video. Oh, it's a great video. I love that video. The, clay, the claymation yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's mint. It's mint. Right, cool, let's turn on to section two, uh, which is the part of the podcast where we talk about the music you were getting into when you were finding your own feet. So, after all the influence of the, of the menagerie of family that you had between the reggae and all of the other bits and pieces, um, what did you start discovering for yourself? I think when I was about three, uh, I discovered Kate Bush, and she was like probably an instant first love. Yeah. Um, too young to appreciate what an amazing artist mm-hmm. she actually was at the time. I was just loving the songs, like Wow and um, The Man With The Child In His Eyes and things like that. I was singing them all. Um, and we were moving around quite a lot because I was an army brat. So when we were living in Germany, you know, I'd be listening at the top of the pops and I'd, I'd get in this little hi-fi as my fifth birthday. So me with me big Sony headphones on and, and collecting vinyl and listening to everything. And, and I read books and I didn't do much else socialising wise. You know, you were, you were hanging about with army kids, they'd be there one minute, gone the God, next. So yeah. you spent a lot of time in isolation, really, and, and travelling around a lot. So music was definitely um, always surrounded. I used to stand in the... My mum and dad used to run the squadron bar, which was like in the, the eaves of a, of a barrack block. All right. So I spent a lot of time in the squadron bar, and you, you're watching the BBC service, the TV service, so Top of the Pops and things, mm-hmm. listening to the, the radio service, so you get the, the, the chart music and stuff. But Kate Bush stood out instantly, instantly adored her. And as I got older, I realised this was a woman that did things her way. Oh, yeah. <coughs> she shunned the music industry. She didn't want to do the touring. She didn't do the media. She wanted to create art. Yeah. And she would write about what things, things that meant things to her. Books that she'd read, campaigns, you know, social justice. She was amazing. Um, so she, she was definitely my very first love from being just literally a toddler yeah putting my hair in plaits mm-hmm. leaving it wet so it would all be like Kate Bush yeah, the next big, day big, big wavy hair big flowy dress with frills on and yeah so so definitely as my my first love and still to this day I adore her yeah yeah there's Kate Bush is one of the artists that regularly gets put on in our house as well because she's just got that amazing vocal range um that can sometimes completely blow your mind uh, it's also that vocal range that no one should ever try and match on a karaoke <laughs> no, um, oh not. everyone should try and match on a karaoke yeah like, no 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 everyone or nobody yeah honestly everyone's Kate Bush but nobody's really no right yeah yeah Alan Partridge does a stand up Kate Bush though he's, he's that's that's quite something Alan Partridge Alan Partridge does I don't Kate know Bush. I'm ready for that is it like is it Shatner-esque it's amazing, is what it is. You need to check that out. He's, okay, uh, there you go. That's, that's <laughs> right. he's, I'm pretty sure he's equally we as obsessed with it as I am. Yeah, I suppose we'll find a link in the description. Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. We'll, bang, we'll bang something like that out. So, um, the Kate Bush track you picked is actually from a bit later. It's a lot more recent, and it's because it's been in my ears a lot. It is. It's become one of my favourite ones. I've loved many, and I really struggle to pick which Kate Bush shall I choose. Shall I go back to being three and four and fall in love with her? Or I wanted to go with the one that spends most of its time in my ears at the minute that makes us roll my eyes up a little bit and go, oh yeah. Yeah, um, I get this in the earphone before um, and I quite enjoyed it. So 
Um, again, a first for the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's three firsts already. First Lady, First Genesis, now First Kate Bush. Um, let's play a little bit of Kate Bush and you said the track's name is? Somewhere in between. Let's go.
wonderful, wonderful Kate Bush and Somewhere In Between, which is one of our more recent ones, it's 2005, from the album Ariel, um, which I didn't write down, I actually already knew. Yeah. There you go, thanks to Spotify. Um, <laughs> sound, well, um, that was the Find Your Own Feed section, let's move into the first rave memories. So, do you uh, specifically remember the first rave you ever went to? Or? I, I do, I do. I was a bit of a... Um, when I got to my teenage years, I'd kind of funnelled my music taste a little bit. I was quite indie, goth, metal, right. punk kind of mm. kid at that point. Yeah, what sort of punk? Oh, like everything. Um, from Sex Pistols, Ramones, um, the Slits, that kind of... It was amazing, amazing. And I, and I was kind of determined to shun the dance music scene. I was like, no, no, you bunch of trendies. No, no, get away, get away. I'm the hippie kind of thing. It's like it. Once you, once you, once you really feel the wave, it's, uh, it's hard to deny that. Yeah. Once it gets in your heart. <laughs> well, I was it's in your heart, Garth. It's in your heart. Yeah, just like Killy. And I'd, I'd go to sort of loads, loads of rock nights and stuff and I was clubbing from pretty young, let's just say. I was yeah. uh, Long before I should have been because I, I looked much older than I was. So I was going to like rock nights at the Mayfair and stuff and there was um, a couple of rave nights that were just starting to come through right. at the Mayfair at the time. So you're talking 1989, 1990, I think Planet Earth or Walkers were putting nights on as well. Yeah, Planet um, Earth was, yeah. Definitely Walkers. Yeah, and, and uh, a friend of mine who was going, who was from school, she was saying, you should come along, you'd love was it. It's butter loggy at Walkers. I've no idea. Butter loggy. Butter loggy, that was the first rave I remember, like... Being flyer when I was at just there was one on on one of the walls, but as you went down High Bridge, it was just the butter loggy. Can't remember anything else about it apart from butter loggy. If, any, if anyone's old enough to remember butter loggy or went to one, you know, hit me up in the comments. <laughs> well, yeah. it might have been potentially that because yeah. it was it was um, the Mayfair. I think it was Walkers I went to first, or a Planet Earth one, and then. I went to a Mayfair one in 1990 and they were setting up the res at yeah. the time that was brand new in 1990. Yeah. Um, and I went to our res and there was acts on, but I didn't have a clue who anybody was. I was still kind of all gothed up and, and wearing strange gear and, uh, and all hair looking mad. But a friend of mine had convinced us to go because she was saying, you know, you're all about the peace and the love and the unity and all the rest of it. And that kind of vibe is exactly what you'll find at a rave. And I was like, mm, I don't know, I don't know. Okay, I'll come along. And as you do, you had some party treats and you had a few drinks and then the music started and we got in there and as soon as I got in there, I was absolutely hooked. I was like, oh, actually, this is fucking mint. Yeah. <laughs> and I was dancing all night and I didn't think I would and um, talking to everybody and they were right. It was the, the, about the atmosphere oh, that yeah. I hadn't really experienced. The rock nights were very like that. They were very eclectic. You'd have young, old, mm. people chatting to each other, people being very helpful and very friendly. Um, and you didn't find that atmosphere in many other places. So to come into a rave, I had these expectations of it being a bit childish and a bit yucky. Yeah. And I was very, very wrong, I'm glad to say. Um, so I went to this night at Walkers or Planet Earth and then I went to a Mayfair one. And then I started going to sort of warehousey parties and parties yeah. in fields and some at uh, Chopwell Woods. There were some there were some great ones. There's a Squatch in Chopwell Woods. Yeah, we're going to go and find it at one point. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, going to go we'll find, find it at one point. Maybe if you're lucky, we'll document that as well. Yeah. Just, you know, we're, we know, we're not just looking to do a wrestling podcast. We'll get a Squatch in one sorted out someday as well. They weren't really called raves, though. We, they weren't being called raves. The word rave wasn't used at the time. So parties. we were like acid house parties. And I'd have acid house parties. Um, 
so that was like so the, I only went to a few up here and then I started going down south and I think mm -hmm. that's when I really got into it because down south was very different music what put me off up here is the tapes I was hearing were just full of MCs that sounded like chipmunks that didn't shut the fuck up yeah. and that really put me off and I think that's where I'd get in the sort of prejudice from when I went down south they were much more industrial much more drum and bass um, less lyrical and things. So. Different south, south, yeah. south. We spoke about this in a few podcasts ago, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, they are soft down there, you know, and they don't like the hard. They don't like it open, Gav. Well, <laughs> I don't it. know. I thought it was harder down there at the time than what was going on up here. So up here, that was sort of very acid, lyrical. That that piano hook that was mm -hmm. in everything, little Louis French kiss and stuff like that, used to stand out. And when I went down south, it became a lot more industrial it felt a lot heavier or whether that was just a time because it was a, i think 91 92 when i started going down south for raves mm. so yeah having a great time but i didn't have a clue what i was listening to i really really just got on with enjoying it and having a great time i think everyone's a bit like that at some of the early raves yeah the first one you particularly go, yeah. like if you didn't fall into rave from say an older brother or something like that where you had listened to their music and you've got to just well, you discover it for yourself and you discover who you like mm -hmm. but you discover what type of music you like before you don't start like discovering who it is who's making the specific sounds yeah, so yeah. it's just a bit of, of everyone's journey like so so do you remember that like the absolute first one have you got any memories from that very very first night uh, at war guys just a hazy a hazy memory of cuddles and, just, uh, yeah just going in and, and, and speaking to everyone and poppers. <laughs> and poppers, I, I was kind of an instant hit and, and 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 started chatting to everyone but i probably had the biggest tits in the entire building so uh, i was made to feel are. very very welcome at the time right. and i was only about 14 or 15. <laughs> right okay so it was a bit naughty yeah uh, yeah there's probably some people uh being a bit of, being a bit inappropriate, they get called names these days. Nonsense, the word. Yeah, pretty much. I was I was hugged a lot that night. I don't think anyone particularly overstepped a mark, but I was hugged and was I got no a lot of free drinks. On. No sampling. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just create? You yeah, just create a thing. Sampling. <laughs> so of all these tunes that were played on that first night, is there one out there that stands out that you'd like to play for all of the ravers listening? Yeah. So the 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 house crew keep the fire burning Oof. from 1991 on the wonderful production house records yeah that's a big big tune it's a big tune on a, on a smashing label as well because they put out a lot of stuff didn't they a lot of stuff i've got a, a absolutely amazing double album by them where they just put out all their hits on one like double bit of vinyl yeah nice spotty spotty dog um so for the first rave memories let's play a little bit of the house crew this is keep the fire burning
hidden, although it is in plain view, you just wouldn't know. So uh, we got a tattoo, so every year that we go, we got like, there's a tattooist there. Oh, cool. So we really flung ourselves into the spirit of it. Yeah, it um, sounds like you did. And had, and had an absolutely blast. And I was like, I want to come here every year for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just the nice size, like the, the, the idea of Glastonbury and that overwhelms. I don't yeah, think I would like the idea. Yeah, I when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. I like a festival that I can walk back my tent and have a... Say cheeky line and then walk back again. <laughs> Why did exactly. you pause for so long? Before saying, I, I thought I was going to be, you know, not. People have been listening to this know. for nearly a year, well, nearly a year old, guys. Big as a crush. Yeah. <laughs> it was great that you could sit down and roll a spliff and it'd just be completely free. And I was like, yeah, I love this. Like, can we just live here? Can we not just have permanent festival life instead? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's always the way you never want to come home. Yeah, no, the first, it's not. the first couple of days of bank face and you're like, I never want it to end. And then you get to the Sunday and it's like, right, just give to get us home. Get me I'm fucking done. home now. <laughs> right, everything's right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's part of the joy of some of the festivals that I've been to as well. I mean, I went to this little Glade festival where um, you were saying about the little hidden things. There was this little, like, sort of, black tube off the offset of a tent and I was like what the like what's that what's going on and I think I was with Luke at the time and I was like Luke's what's that and he was like don't know and he just dived and started climbing through this hole so I was like right fucking down the rabbit hole like so the pair were like followed this little thing and it took you to through to this like little like, the interior of a tent that had like cloth on all the walls and it was showing Alice in Wonderland um but it was like a lowered ceiling so everyone was crushed down like this and there was a guy in there cracking off nightwish balloons. Um, so we were just sitting watching out, like in this little hidden rabbit hole. And then there was another hole to follow through. The guy was like, have you been through that way? And it was like, no. He was like, what's through that way? And he went, well, go and have a look. And we wandered through. And there was like a band playing on this like hidden stage in the middle of nowhere. And it was just those little hidden moments at festivals that sometimes what you take away and what you treasure, isn't it? Yeah. So the little bits that are off the beaten track. Yeah. There's yeah. little secret tunnels that we went off. One of the lasses that we'd met that we knew was going, she was like, oh, I'll meet up with you. And maybe in May, first day at the festival, lovely, cool, orange top, white trousers. Oh. <laughs> I know exactly, that's what my friend looked. Fucking it's exactly the look that my friend gave us. She was like, are you wearing white trousers? Come with me. She was like, I'm going to take you through this little phone box. And there's like a tunnel where the secret rave goes on underground and stuff. Right. But of course, she, she'd probably been there a couple of hours before and was quite aware that this tunnel was like this deep in mud and I'm in white trousers. I was like, yeah, I'll come with you, like straight in there. Came out absolutely black. And that was it. I was fully festivaled up and ready to go at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Once you're, uh, once you're caked in mud, that's, that's it. it. Embrace you, you, the spirit. You're in yeah. it now. You're in it. Yeah, you've got, to, you've got to just embrace it. It's when you're walking through the mud and you're looking at your wellies. And you look at the line of where the mud is and how much, <laughs> how much little, little bit of green and you're like, do you know what? Oh, like, it's, close. it's so close to just pouring over. Once your socks are done, you're done, man. Yeah. Once your socks are done, you're done. So of all the tunes that were played at Beat Herder, was there any tune that, that, that stuck out or is there any tune that makes you like feel like you're in the festival mood? I think there was a take-home tune for our first festival year that everyone was singing. So Claude Van Stroke was on. Um, and he's a bit mad and he's a bit eccentric and, and I really liked that his music was a bit quirky. It wasn't and that's that plays into my tastes. Yeah. And everyone was left singing it. We me and him were singing it all the way home and we kept hearing it everywhere after that. So Claude Von Stroke 
we can bake a cake yeah. which has the most immense crazy video yeah. that goes with it <laughs> I'm sure we'll, we'll post the video because you really do need you to really see this need yeah. to make it the, the video is it's sort of like a new world Mr. Brody getting sucked off in a car by Basically, someone who's yeah. by um, some beautiful American he's woman. gone on some hot date with this beautiful blonde and they've been at the booze and the champagne and, the, and they've had a few lines and she's given him what for in, in the car and it's brilliant and she pops him he's an inflatable and she pops him in the car yep. and she has to blow him back up again yeah but with his, with his digitised squared out penis it really is something to see like so um, what you can do if you want is you can listen to the tune we'll bang a uh, link we'll put, put a link up on Friday when this drops yeah uh, so we'll bang a link up on the Facebook and on the Twitter and if you're really nice and I remember I'll slang one in the comments on Podbean as well so for the Festival Fever moment this is Claude Von Stroke and the tune is called We Can Bake a Cake let's go
Ah, there we go. Oh, oh it's a double O. Oh. One, for, one for a bit of baked cake by Claude Von Stroke and another for the bit of baked cake that oh, we, we just, just got handed. Oh. And then it gets another double O because that was delicious. <laughs> yeah, you've heard what on the advert talking about how good the food is here. We just got handed a bit of what you tell. It's, it's, a, it's a fudge and ginger beer cake. Chocolate fudge ginger beer cake. Yeah. And my God, you need to try this. It's just perfect. It's right. just chocolatey and fudgy just with a little tinge of ginger running through it and it's all... Of the delicious. Yeah. Remember, you can get ten percent off if you come down here and shout on the rib at Dawn's behind the counter. Yeah, ten percent off all your coffee and uh, snacks. Snacks, yeah. coffee, snacks, and good and and, and the cake really and was yummy. really was good. Uh, uh, oh, that's fucking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so, with, um, with a clack of the cake, we'll move on to section five of the podcast, which is the shared discovery section. Uh, this is my favourite. This is when we get you to share some music of maybe someone who doesn't get enough love, someone you listen to that you think more people, that you, that you listen to and you don't think get enough love or something along those lines. So um, I like sharing music. Do you like sharing music? I love sharing music. I really struggled with this one because I thought, do I go down my favourite local band route that probably people don't get to hear very much, which is the Smoke and Coconuts, yeah. but absolutely adore. And I thought, shall I bang one of their tunes on? But I have done that for them before in a different um, radio interview I did once and I didn't want to just wear wear them out. (laughs) (laughs) You know, being played all over. But I I kind of wanted to go for a band that probably no one else has heard of particularly. They were only around for a few years and I adored them. They were like an accidental finder. I went Uh to see them live in London. They're a London-based band. Right. Um, And one of the guys, Matt, the the guy that does the keyboards and that, he was doing sort of loads of music for... um, What's that kiddies program with all the monkeys like on an island? The kiddies program with all the monkeys on an island? The little monkeys. Madagascar? No, no, no. It's like a a regular kids program. Well, from now on. Yeah, quite recent. Well, I haven't seen it for... Joyce, I, I couldn't honestly tell you the last oh. time I watched kids TV. I'm not. I don't have children, so it's never been. On. If anyone has a children, uh, a children, a children. If anyone has a children and has been watching this oh, in the background, I've got old Savalon. Yeah, I've, I've got old Savaloy on everyone there. Um, but yeah, I'm, if anyone I'm aware knows, there's a pepper of a pig. Peppers of pigs. They're definitely yeah. not pepper pigs. No, yeah. definitely yeah. not. No. All right then. There's very little monkeys on islands and pepper pigs. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to remember the name and, and, and drop you things. So yeah. We can, we can yeah. Add to this later on. If uh, if you remember the name, drop a comment. Tell them what it is, and we'll give you a shout out on the next show because that's how it works. Well, oh, always... actually, speaking of shout outs. Uh, Dave the Rave's been in touch again, oh, everyone. Oh, is this Dave the Rave's comment of the week? Yeah, Dave the Rave's comment of, of the, the week. week. I'm going to have uh, some more, yeah, okay. So, while Addy <laughs> digs into the cake, we'll do uh, Dave the Rave's moment of the week. So, Dave the Rave sent me another me- uh, message. This time he got in touch with her on Twitter, and he said, On the Rave, old school Rave, hardcore, hardstyle, back to the 90s, Jesus in Rave, Rave prayer, to the God, amen. Me, Dave the Rave, number one Rave, and Northeast legend, two monkeys, all the all dark rave clubs there we go fantastic that was a mouthful and a half that yeah, yeah and he... thank you dear for being a constant contributor to uh, our facebook and yeah. youtube and twitter and anywhere that you can make comments yeah you're much appreciated and we'll keep reading these out every show yeah absolutely <laughs> brilliant thank you very much for listening and getting involved now back to shared discoveries so um, after sharing Dave the Rave, obviously. So you went for uh, the Infidels, which I hadn't, I hadn't heard of. Them, Nobody had. They were, they're my favourite unheard of band that were that shone brightly for a few albums and then they were gone. And I loved them. Their live shows are so energetic. I couldn't keep still. 
great boys. I met them a few times because I started stalking them as soon as I discovered them in London. That was as you do. <laughs> so they only did a couple of shows up here. Um, and I went to all of them and, and loved them dearly. Uh, and they're called the Infidels. The, the track I've chosen is Can't Get Enough. Uh, really energetic, full of guitars, full of just, yeah, young, youthful, zesty, wonderful. And, and Banan, the, the lead singer, he's actually smaller than me, which is probably why I was a bit obsessed with him, because I think, as you're aware, I have a little bit of an obsession for small things, especially small people. Oh, I believe your biggest fear is my is, biggest yeah, obsession. that is, yeah. like, we're so polar opposite on that. Because, <laughs> like, you'd be wanting to know what they're doing. I want to take them home, never you, mind anything oh, else. Yeah, like, oh, like, God, like, yeah. The if you want to take them home, fucking do it. Yeah. Take them all. I will, like, I will. Yeah. I want them all. You I want, want them all. all. There yeah. was a little dwarf that, that, that pushed us. I know that wasn't a very politically correct thing to say. A little person. Yeah, a little person. I don't know what I'm saying, Midget. Apart from Midget Gems, they look... They remove all the best words, don't they? So I went on the Walter at Gay Pride at Newcastle last year and there was a little guy pushing us for the entire ride. Made my year, I have to say. That was I was very excited about that. I'd so. be absolutely traumatised. <laughs> you can see Gav's face of fear right now. If I thought about that, it would be priceless. Do you know what it is? In such a happy, secure place as a waltzer, I'd feel really invaded. My privacy would have been really invaded by that. I, like, I would have I felt absolutely... I would have felt attacked. My, my favourite favorite fantasy is a very small miniature um, Johnny Vegas in my fridge handing me cheese that would be my ultimate yeah that, that would be what a, what a morning that would be a miniature Johnny Vegas handing me cheese from the fridge ladies and gentlemen our sponsor uh, <laughs> so if any of you out there are geneticists and have the capability to make a sort of micro pint sized Johnny Vegas that can hand Don's beer and milk out of the fridge and cheese yeah uh, get in touch just pop in the basement <laughs> snacks shout on the rave get 10% off your goods and you probably get 20% off yeah, yeah you, can, you can have free cake if you bring me a miniature Johnny Vegas that says <laughs> me cheese from the fridge that's, that's cake for life there that we is. go as long as you don't bring it on that bastard monkey. Oh, that monkey, monkey. The he- the hesi- Two blue monkeys. Monkey. So, um, let's roll straight into playing this track then. So, uh, we've, I've watched the video. It's uh, nice, bouncy, good lot of music. Um, you're looking at about 100,000 views and it's about 11 year old. So, you're right. It does need a bit more love. Absolutely. Um, so, on Don's behalf... This is the shared discovery. Uh, it's by the Infidels, and it's called. I've no idea. I can't get enough. <laughs> it's called can't get enough. There we go. Three. 
It's time for the most confusing segment in the whole of the internet. It's time it's for Adiverse Gap. It's Adiverse Gap. And it's still I'm, a work in progress. It, I is, it is a work, work in progress. It is, and it's absolutely destroying the levels on the recorder, which is absolutely <laughs> fine. Um, so squeeze into it this time. <laughs> welcome back to our new little segment. Well, new. It's the third time out, but third time out. Uh, third time out for our new segment. This you is. You know, Annie. I know it might be Gav, but it might be your third time, Lucky, because I'm double winner. Yes. Winner, winner. Yeah, winner, winner. Checking Jenna for Addy. Addy's now two 0 up. Um, last time out, we were. Picking tunes that used samples from movies, and Addy picked DJ Skinhead, DJ Skinhead, which had a quote from Full Metal Jacket, which is yeah, your winning by a considerable landslide. I think it was seventy odd percent. Yes. So Addy versus Cavs score now is two nil. Two nil. And we're gonna move straight into the next part, the next section. Addy versus Gav. Addy versus Gav number three has been recommended by our Deluxe Deans. Yes, by our lovely, lovely patron who you Coops all heard about Deans, last time out because I got. I apparently called her Coops Dean last week and she was she was just like it's Dean's by the way and I was like alright don't forget Sorry. the S ladies and gentlemen uh, so it's Coops Dean's it's Coops Dean's and what has Coop Dean's cheesiest happy hardcore track oh, well seeing as this is your boathouse why don't you go first Daddy and tell everyone what you're picking well let's go for just a big slab of fucking cheddar like just massive slab of cheddar and it's uh, Doctor Who love of my life oh dear me Oh, how do you count that hardcore cheese like that mm, with a delicious. with with a, with a serving of delicious Philadelphia soft, squeezy, cheesy, hicksy, <gasps> Toy Town? Ooh, it's, it's, it's going to be a challenge. This could be uh, it could be two one. You yeah, know, you well, know. We'll see. So you know you know what to do now, ladies, well, ladies and, gentlemen, and gentlemen. I'd love a hat trick. You would love a hat trick. He's like that, you know. Yeah, I swear down. He's just making new Facebook accounts and adding them to just keep clicking for himself. He's running out of email addresses, man. <laughs> There's only so many ways you can put Addy at gmail.com and all of that banner, just spelling it with ones and fours and everything. So remember, you go to the Facebook page and look for the mm-hmm. pinned post. You t- click on whichever of the two you liked, and then in the comments recommend what we should fight over next time. Please, just- please do this because. <laughs> No, no one's getting this, the, the whole gist of it, but just comment on what you want to pick. Yeah. That's it's that's how easy it is. You'll get a shout on the show. I'll maybe just get your name wrong. You know, all those good things. Yeah. You, you, and, and, of course, you get the, this delicious little segment with a bit of uh, Street Fighter noise in as well. You've got to love a little bit of Street Fighter noise. Um, but, that being said, it's time to admit defeat and roll in with the track that won last time out. So, Addy vs. Gav was won by Addy, and the track was... DJ Skinhead. DJ Skinhead! Yeah. The motherfucking mix. Yes, it is. The motherfucking mix in brackets. These are great days we're living, bros. We are jolly green giants walking the earth with guns. These people we wasted here today are the finest human beings we will ever know. After we rotate back to the world, we're gonna miss not having anyone around us worth shooting.
with a pair of pliers and a blowtorch. You hear me talking, hillbilly boy? I ain't through with you by damn sight. I'ma get medieval on your ass. podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave on you can find rave. us on twitter at on the rave you can find us on youtube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on instagram that's my favorite one then where you can find us on the rave with addy and gav where you can see pictures of what addy's been doing during the week shenanigans shenanigans uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Facebook Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase, and scream at Dom's on the roof, and she will give you ten percent of all oh, of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, oh it's good. Oh, it's good. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time on the On the Roof podcast where I ask the man to my left to set the scene. I'm taking you back to Lindisfarne last year. You remember to come out in your tent. 
some Jordy Bellen shouting on about spouts somewhere in the distance at some ridiculous time in the morning. He says, I'm sick of that dickhead. And I go and, go and get on the rave. Spout. On the rave. Spout. And then you make your way, blah, blah, trip over, hit me, trip over, hit me, take someone's guide rope out, da, da, da. On my white tent, probably. On your white yeah, tent. Yeah. Oh. You get, get in there, straight to the dance tent, straight to the front. Someone randoms on, and they just play an absolute stinger of a tune. Hands in the air, or you prop a screw face you down. It's going to be prodigy. No good. Start the dance. Yeah, has the air, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And do I wild card it straight away for you as well? Oh, I'm going to go two and one. Yes, the arms in the air moment is the moment where dancers decided to use a wild card. So she's picked two tracks for this section. Um, she's just told you all that she went for No Good by The Prodigy. Prodigy, and, um, and, and that's a banger. I mean, who can keep still when that's on there? Exactly. Yeah, and that's very infectious. That's mm-hmm. from um, Music from the Jittle Generation? Yeah, the, the yeah. second best Prodigy album. The second best. He's still not, he's still not conceding defeat on that yeah. one, is he? Yeah. Um, uh, although Ames would have told everyone as you listen that this is from the best album. But yeah, that's um, No Good in brackets, Start the Dance. I didn't realise it had a little uh, bracket parenthesis mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, and that's very much a massive sound coming out in 1994. Um, what did you go for for the second track then? Well, the the other one that I really struggled on choosing one of these. I struggled on quite a few of the tracks actually because there's too much choice. Um, it's but not the, easy. If we made it easy for you, it wouldn't it, be fun. It, it would really it? isn't, no. especially when some of those tracks you've just got to pick one. So the other one has to be Cafe Del Mar Energy 52, which as far as I'm concerned, is a classic summer banger that will get me on the on the dance floor. My eyes will roll to the back of my head and I will lose myself somewhere in that The sound of a in 1999, yeah, that is yeah. like, that's like that sort of, wasn't it used on adverts like all yeah. over the place, that song as well? It was everywhere. Everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Well, um, we'll keep that one nice and short and sweet. Uh, that's a double arms in the air moment because the wild card's being played. So let's have a bit of back to back to back to back to back. Uh, so first off, you'll hear No Good by The Prodigy. And, and then, then NG52, Coffee Del Mar. Yeah, let's go. Thank you. 
Way there you go. Double taster. Some ones in the two air. Two and a ones. It's a two and a one. That was the prodigy. That was Café Del Mar. Bit of no good and a bit of Energy Fifty Two. It's lush. It is. It's all good. It's all gravy. And speaking of all good and all gravy, let's get ravy and move on to section seven of the podcast, which is the dedication section. So, um, is there anyone out there that you would like to play a track for? Um, and do you want to tell a little story about it before announcing what the track is itself? Yeah, well, I will. So this is going to get dedicated to my beautiful husband. This is one of our favourite songs. He's got a strong name as well, you know. He's, has, he's got really a strong... Has. Really he, has has. A, he has a strong name. <laughs> you, know, he's like, you know, he's getting no favouritism for being a fellow Gav from me. <laughs> <laughs> my, my little Gav, this was um, a song that was originally played for us. Um, at a party we were having, I haven't heard this particular mix or, or version of it at all. Yeah. Um, and I was having a house party where a DJ you may know called La was on the decks at the time in my living room. Right. And he dropped a couple of bangers at this particular party, both of which I've chose for this list. Um, he put "We Become Heroes" by uh, the Streets, but it's the Royce Up mix. Yeah. And I hadn't heard it before, and I loved that particular. I mean, I loved that Streets album. It's a Fucking banger. Seminal classic. Absolute yeah. banger. Um, yeah. Their best work, they've been pretty shit after that, to be fair. It's probably the only one you can hear up and go, wow. But this particular mix, um, he put it on and I was just hooked and so was Gav. We danced to it together. We adored it. We played it all the time after that. And it ended up being our, you know how you get a, at your wedding, you get like a first dance. Yeah. So we had our first dance. We also had a last dance before we fucked off to the hotel to get jiggy with it and consummate the marriage. Oh, I like that. So that first was, dance, last dance. And we had a last dance and this was our last dance. So we were we were jumping about me and my wedding dress, him in his, his suit, pretty messy by that, that point of the day, ready to go fuck each other stupid at a hotel. Um, so we needed the song that would get us in the mood, and that, yeah. that was the one. That yeah, was yeah. the one. That song to pick up the energy. Yeah, yeah I, like this this tune in particular. I, I, to be honest, I thought it was a works up tune until I searched it out today and realised that it was a streets tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I heard this was like like two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a Glastonbury, and I was just telling these guys. Um, basically, we pitched up opposite the opposite the other stage. Um, which had had a huge light show on on the Friday night. And on the Saturday afternoon, someone had convinced us to take some acid and go and see Jimmy Cliff. Because that's just what you do when you're at Glastonbury, innit? As you should. As you do. We'd uh, worked our way back towards the tents, and as the sun was coming down, so was I. It was brilliant. I could could finally think straight, and I didn't have to keep asking people to roll snouts for us. Uh, It was wonderful. And we sat and we pointed our seats, sorry, like your camping seats, straight at the stage. Thought we'll just chill here, roll a few tabs, and we'll go back out and find the raven a bit. So, Reichsock come on stage and start doing this unbelievable light show. Crazy lasers going all over, and like there was like things projected on the clouds, or at least I think there was things projected on the clouds. <laughs> like I'm sure that's what was definitely happening. But needless to say, like I started off the set feeling like I was finally coming down, and I left feeling like. Uh, just double dropped again. It was unbelievable. Like, and it was just it's just one of my memories of Glastonbury and that year in particular, which was a, a, a messy sort of a messy Glastonbury year. So I see no better reason uh, to play the streets again. I think I don't know if this is another double first. It's all about firsts today, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sure we haven't played Wikesop, and I'm sure we haven't played the streets either. No. Yeah. So that's another double first. So um, this is uh, the Wikesop Memory Lane dub mix 
of the streets tune. We, we call the Euros. Yeah. There we go.
Oh, that was lovely, Gav. It was. It was lovely. That's a bit of the streets. Um, that's the Rikes Up Memory Lane dub mix from 2003 of the tune We Come to Euros. Um, uh, again, it's the streets. It's another band who I actually saw at Glastonbury, but I saw them. Uh, basically, I, I turned up early to see the Roots. Uh, and the streets were doing their very last song and they were doing that fucking don't mug yourself mate don't mug yourself and I was just like the fuck's going on <laughs> like wasn't quite sure what was going on um, but in any case yeah that's a bit of the streets for everyone on the podcast for the first time out and now it's time to delve into the bone of contention that is guilty pleasures so where do you fall on guilty pleasures do you, do you, do you, do you believe in them do you think they exist no. do you have any you don't believe in them don't believe in guilty pleasures because if you're getting pleasure from it why should you feel guilty well done well yeah. said yeah, yeah. Um, uh, despite saying that you have picked a track I have, <laughs> so I have picked a track what is it about what is it without revealing what the track is what is it about this track that makes it your guilty pleasure it's, again it's a, a really quirky tune that kind of embodies very much what I'm like I think in sound version um, I love I love this group in particular they've got so many quirky and unusual songs they just stand out from the crowd they're very different nothing like them I do also love this scene. band and yeah. so does Brenda yeah. Brenda absolutely loves this band <laughs> Brenda loves this song in particular yeah. as well yeah. Um, so yeah big up Brenda so the band you've picked do you want to tell everyone who the band is? they are the B-52s yeah. uh, and the previous party that I'd mentioned where we become heroes have been dropped by Lardy Dardy um, who also knew that I liked quite eclectic and unusual music so when that same night not long after that particular song got dropped on us he put this one on and um, the room just went wild because I was jumping in the middle going, la, la, you fucking legend. <laughs> that he could go from wonderful breakbeats and, and wonderful bouncy, happy, ravey tunes that he'd been on the decks with all night. And then he just drops this one on and mm. everyone was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, yes, it's the B-fucking-52s. Went running out onto my balcony right behind him where the decks were and was like jumping about on my balcony. I think it was probably about five o'clock in the morning. Have um, they? You've got a balcony? I have a... What have the a, fuck else have you got in I've this got house? a three-storey house. So we've got like a balcony that sits out, out the front of my, my oh, living room. We literally had the balcony doors like wide open. We had the guys, a few DJs like on the decks, like at the doors. So like... You know, I think probably most of Washington could, could hear that that part. Um, so he drops the Rock Lobster, which is oh. just just absolutely phenomenal. And what a thing to drop on in at that time and age. Brenda looks like a lobster. Brenda absolutely does look, look like, like a lobster. lobster. Even she's, <laughs> a lobster. Yeah, she's a dreadlock lobster these days. The like. Brenda 52 lobster, eh? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Do you know what? I, I, I love this tune. And uh, I absolutely love the satire version of it from Family Guy as well. Mm-hmm. The Iraq Lobster. That, that, that has the potential to absolutely kill me every time. Um, I don't think we've ever played a lobster type tune. No. No. It's funny with the pair of, uh, like, you know, it's been yeah, so ingrained in our band. Aficionados of the lobster. Yeah. I've bought a lobster costume for the cat. He hates it. Like, he wanted, like yeah, my cat's a bit special, Tony, and he, we thought he might wear the lobster costume. He's not a fan of it. He no. likes the little camouflage bandana, but... Uh, yeah, he's not he, a fan of the uh, the whole lobster crawl. No, he's a junglist. He's not a fan of the old. Me, me and my it. friend Vicky tried to set up our own religion, uh, the, the hairy lobster religion, way back in the day, long before the, the days of the flying spaghetti monster. So we oh, had wow. we had our own hairy lobster, which maybe, is probably based on this song. Maybe you were the inspiration for the like the flying spaghetti monster religious cult. Is it a cult? <laughs> is it a cult? I, I used to get it's called. It's a movement, isn't it? I used to get called something quite similar. Maybe it's not a cult. Well, there we go. Have um, anyone seen me in my devil costume? Then you need no quotes as yeah. to what that word is. <laughs> so 
Let's play a bit of the B-52s then. So for the first time on the podcast here is the, the, the amazing, the amazing Rock Lobster.
Oh, that was a bit of rock lobster. It is rock lobster. I do look, 52 look like lobster. And I look like a lobster. I did the other day, didn't I? Actually, when I was at yours, I'd, oh, keep, I I'd got burnt helping Tony Fury make a garden. <laughs> as always, as always. So, uh, section nine of the podcast. We're going to do this quick again. Yes. Section nine of the podcast is when it's we... The, it's the goat gov. It is the goat. It's the greatest we, of all time. Yeah. So... Was this another difficult one? Oh God, what a fucking horrible decision to try and make the greatest of all time. It's a hard I mean, one. for me, that can change from on a daily basis, mm. you know. That it just depends what song you're into. I had to try and really work back into my memory banks as to which one caught me when I first heard it mm. and still has the same effect on me today. And that's kind of, that was my parameters to find the song that I thought was the greatest of all time. Um, he's, again, probably one of my most favourite legendary artists. Like up there with Kate Bush for innovative, on his own, musical talent, production. There's nothing that man can't do. Like Kate, they're, they're right up there, parallel together, um, as total legends. Not with us any any longer, sadly. Um, but a bit of Prince is 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 just you know. And he, definitely a good. Yeah, there's lots of there's lots of people out there who would probably put Prince into this category yeah. into the greatest. Of all it, it's really hard to find an album that you think is bad or a rough song. Like even this this shit songs are great. You know what I mean? That well, just not, not even after he changed his name to a scribble. Well, I really admired that. That was a, such a controversy at the time because people didn't understand what it was about. But I totally got what it was about. It was like a big two fingers up at the industry, wasn't it? You well, don't it was, own me. It's, it's you think of, you own my name, but do you fuck own my name? It's the direct opposite of branding. Mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden there was no way to identify him on a like on social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You'd have to call him the artist formerly known as Prince, yeah, yeah. and it made it more of a mouthful. And it was quite a clever ploy, I think. Really um, clever. I mean, the, the intelligence that, that was sat behind that. People took the piss, um, and, and it was a source of, of great fun. But I genuinely think it was the the boldest, cleverest move I've seen mm. any artist make a, yeah. against the industry. Anyone who can put their fingers up at the industry, like Kate, like Prince, big up to you. Yeah. So what what is it about Prince? That's like, do, do you know what it is? I'll just like I'll just come out of it. I never really got the whole Prince thing, um, which is weird because there's a modern equivalent in the wrestling who I get completely in the Velveteen Dream, and his gimmick is I am like Prince. Um, but I just I just didn't get it. What is it? What is it about Prince that like deifies him in your eyes? Oh, I think it was it was this sweet shy guy that you could see was a real sweet shy guy. Who, who brimmed with sexiness that he, he really struggled with. I think he was very honest. I think he, he, he played out everything for all to hear in his music, you know. Um, he has a particular sound that you know instantly as Prince. He it's writes Prince sound. He, he, yeah. he writes for other people, but you can tell instantly that it's a Prince song that they're singing, you know. Um, yeah, from being a child, instantly loved him. This little skinny guy in these big boots sort of sidling among and smouldering all over the screen. Um, there wasn't many guys I fancied as a wee child, but he was definitely one of them. Yeah. He's, like, <laughs> he's one of those ones that was a really unimposing yeah. sort of figure, despite his stature in the industry. Yeah. There's lots of people deify him, don't they? Mm. There's lots of people out there who just won't have a bad word said about Prince, the same as I am with Bowie, you know what I mean? Mm. He's just one of those ones that's like quite globally treasured, yeah. like all across the place. And his back catalogue of work oh, is wonderful. It's yeah, phenomenal. It's just, just huge, isn't it? And there's it's so much can't... that hasn't been released. There's so much that is just sitting in his Paisley studio over there in, in Detroit. And it's just... There's something about him that just stood out from the crowd. Um, 
you can't help but admire the music that he makes. But he's, like you said, he's so unassuming and, and, and very generous and he'll work with other people and do collaborations and, and, and there's just something very mysterious about him but very honest as well. Yeah. Do you think... In sort of in the pop world, like the world that Prince has come from, do you think there'll ever be people like Prince, people like Bowie, or do you think, you know, these like solo artists who can be absolutely pedophile? Because there hasn't been a one recently for you. I mean, the last massive, like, huge pop star like that was probably Beyonce. Yeah. And she's like a good 10, 12 years into her career now. So, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But I still, I still don't think I would put her up in their category. Yeah, it's not the same, is She's it? not the same. She hasn't got that same talent. No. She's got a great drive, but she hasn't got that all-round talent where you're off and you're writing your own music and you're writing music for other people and you're producing it and you can, you're yeah. as comfortable in the studio she's, she's or very, doing all this. She's very much singing to other people's Yeah, veins. you know, here's a song, sing that, pet. Here's, yeah. a, here's a choreography that we told you how to mm -hmm. do. I'm not impressed by that shit, I really am, so I've got no time for Beyonce, as wonderful as she is. I'm not going to run out and buy any of her albums. Yeah, that's just, it. just. But overall, there, there aren't really those standout individuals that you can see who are going to be as easily pedestal. I mean, the last great one like that might have been someone like Tupac. Because he was like, he was like deified even just after his death, wasn't he? Yeah, so, yeah. Like, I've been to Tupac's really death spot in Vegas. I've stood right on the spot where he was shot. Have you? I have indeed. Now, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a claim to fame, isn't it? <laughs> 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 I've stood on his death spot. How, how, does, uh, how does Weird Al Yankovic put it? Weird claim to fame. Oh, that, no, lame claim to fame. Lame claim to that's fame. That's what he's, it's my lame claim to fame. I once shared a lift with Keanu Reeves. Uh, <laughs> cool. So, um, You've said it's Prince. Yes. Um, I can see the tune that you've picked. Uh, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about why you've picked this tune? What is it about this tune in particular? From the minute it opens, it's got you. Yeah, it's speaking an honest truth. Like I said, it, it cuts through the quick that you can relate to it um, and how, you know, life was. It's a snapshot of life in the 90s when it came out. I'm pretty sure it's an early 90s one. Um, potentially. Yeah, late 80s, early 90s, fair enough. Um, but it was a snapshot in time of, of what was in the news, that, that what was going on, that still rings true today, that, that, that it's a classic that you can put on now, and it doesn't date. Yeah. It doesn't date in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Uh, and it's sign of the times. It is sign of the times. I heard this just yesterday on Absolute Radio 80s. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, it was playing I'll, I'll pull back my, my constant sample. Good music will never be shit. Yeah. Shit yeah. music will never be good. That's it. I mean, as, as much as I not, might not personally be a huge fan of Prince, his influence on music is absolutely undeniable. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and as you we were just saying, uh, this Prince track is from 1987, uh, from one of the seminal albums that came out at that time, and the tune is called... Sign of the Times. Chances girlfriend came across a needle and soon she did the same. At home there were 17 year old boys and their idea fun is being in a game called the disciples high on crack, toting a machine gun. Time. 
off a church and kill everyone inside. You turn on the telly and every other story is telling you somebody died. My sister killed a baby cause she couldn't afford to feed it. And it was sending people to the moon. In September, my cousin tried Reaver for the very first time. Now he's doing horse. It's June. There you have it, that's a bit of Prince on the On The Rave podcast, that was Sign of the Times, and as we said, from all the way back in 1987, um, which was a good year, it was a good year in music, mm. I believe it was in any case, Addy, we've done it again. Um, last, last question or not? Yeah, it's what time to have our, our last conversation. Got to the end. Got to the end of another podcast, as we've said, we're actually on location, in basement stacks, that's drinking coffee and eating cakes. Delicious, like you can delicious do, cake. Yeah, like you can do... Any day of the week. Apart from a Except Sunday. Sundays. <laughs> no Sundays. See how quickly she told you all that as well. It's just like, Gav, stop talking shit. And watch out for a possible live on the rave from Basement Snacks. Uh, maybe in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, we're going to see what we can get sorted and see if we can get a guest to come down and do a bit of live on the raven. Um, but for now, let's stroll into section 10. And the final days. section final section of the podcast is the personal anthem section. So... Was this another difficult one to pick? No, it no. really wasn't. I mean, I, I did think that of another track that I absolutely adore, because um, New Order and this particular band, the, the, it was a really tough decision, but this one has been my anthem since it first ever came out. Right. And if you asked anybody else that knew me what my anthem was, they'd all say this without mm-hmm. without hesitation. So exactly. it, it, had to be that, it had to be that one, really. That's it. I mean, there's different ways that people answer all of the questions on the podcast. We'll give people a couple of different scenarios to think about when we give each section and 
I think a song that other people associate with you is the true meaning of yeah, your yeah. personal anthem. Yeah, you might have a song that really rings true with you, but there's there'll always be a song that reminds other people of, of you, you. Yeah. when they hear it. Like so, very um, true, very true. Girl. Yeah, that's it. Just like you with the Nazan Bruton and me with Bong Raw. It's yeah. just that's just what the, what the crack was. So, um, do you want to? So, what is it about this song? Yeah, what what is it about this song? I think because we've, we we spoke we, about we, this. We waxed lyrical on it um, two podcasts ago. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you go. The, 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 the least original on this entire podcast that I've done, the only not first I've done. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Everything else has been a first. First lady, first all of the bits and pieces. But, oh, uh, yes. but you only got beat by two podcasts, otherwise this would have been, uh, this would have been yeah. in as well. Yeah. So I think... Um, this was sort of 1990. This was just as I was discovering sort of the dancey, ravey, ravey scene. And the club kids were huge at the time. And the lead singer dressed very similar in the way that I was starting to dress a little bit as I was coming out of that gothy phase right. and finding that my dancey feet, I started kind of modelling myself on her. You swapped the black for fucking orange. I went for a black for, <laughs> for the real club kids look. So the great big hair, which, you know, clearly is carried on through. There's like the bright colours and stuff like that. So she had a huge influence on us. Um, and dancing to it and I am like an, ultimately I'm a massive hippie and I always talk about doing everything from the heart <laughs> and everything you know done with love and done with care and there's something about this song that just it, it's my rhythm it's my pace I don't I don't know what it is but from the minute I heard it it was it was just me and everyone who ever hears it thinks it's me um, and my kids and husband have been given the instructions that when I die, that's the the last song that plays me out. Is the is my go into the fire? It's it's got to be to this one. So oh, nice. ruined ruined the song for me kids as well as they come say they're like great. That's fucking great, mum. Yeah, you know your anthem. That's what we're going to remember you by in your last memory. So yeah. <laughs> we'll that's how much, that's how much of an anthem it is. It's yeah. the one I'm going out on. Yeah. Real talk. We were we were discussing this the other day. Not that we not that me and my missus have like grim conversations all the time. It just came up when we were talking about um, sort of like funeral songs in the last one, and uh, I said for years <laughs> it was actually banned just recently. Um, but I said for years that I wanted to be fired out at sea. Oh, yeah. um, but it's a bit banned now. They won't they won't actually let you go out like that anymore. And I wanted to be fired out to sea with the music from Ben Nods and Broomsticks <laughs> being played. It's just, just like you've just ruined Disney for us. <laughs> It's like the, 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 what, as in fired out of a cannon kind of banged out into sea, or oh, just that dropped? Would be, that would be great. That would be better. Yeah, it would. Like, like, yeah. That's a spectacular way. Full-on cannon fire. Just, just imagine him getting fired and going, <laughs> it's lovely, bobbing along, <laughs> splash, bobbing along. Just, I can just see everyone's like morbid but Disney happy face. So, I'd have to have a midget riding on my back if I was getting There's shot no out of a cannon. There's no midgets coming to my Right, that's kind of stuck with Elgar. Yeah, yeah. Kind of we're, stuck we're, we're with. Yeah. We're gonna have it organised. Oh, I'll be being threatened so many times with midgets. I'm bringing loads. Yeah. 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 The band you were talking about, the lead singer is quite iconic in her own way. Yeah. Um, Lady Miss Kerr is what she goes by. Um, and people will probably remember her for her absolutely skin-tight catsuits and that ginger bob. 
Ugh. Like it's just never going away, is it? Like the the height and that back up, back curl bomb and stuff like that. So if anyone hasn't worked out already who we're talking about, we're talking about delight. Absolutely, um, the delightful delight. The delightful delight. The gorgeous yeah. and the groovy. Yeah. If you look look at the orange that's in the cafe, she's still with me. The spirit of <laughs> <laughs> the obsession has remained. Oh bless her, bless her. Um, and if anyone's wondering what she's up to these days, she's a DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Or, or shall I, shall I just mention the Wikipedia reckons that these days <laughs> she's a DJ. So fuck knows what she's actually up to. But in any case, um, for the personal anthem moment, we're going to play a song that we've already played on the podcast. But that does not matter at all. No, not at all. Because as we've discussed, um, and as Addy's already recurred in this one podcast, that catchphrase of his: "Good music will never be shit. Shit yeah. music will never be good." There you go. And this song is definitely not shit. Don's, it's been amazing sitting down and having a crack with the first lady of the On the Wave podcast. Yes. Sign out this time out. Thank you, Don's. The personal anthem moment is "Grooves in the Heart" by Delight. Thank you very much.
podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave you can find us on twitter at on the rave you can find us on youtube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on instagram that's my favorite one then where you can find us on the rave with addy and gav where you can see pictures of what addy's been doing during the week shenanigans shenanigans uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase, and scream at Dom's on the roof, and she will give you ten percent off all oh, of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, goodness. oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. And there you are, Addy. That's the end of another podcast. It's another one done. Yeah, we're creeping up to one year, Gavin. We're oh creeping up there, slowly creeping, grabbing, pulling. That was episode twenty-three of the Hardcore Histories. Trying to get a big name for the last, for the not the last one, obviously, but uh, our one-year anniversary. I thought you were like, like there was a weird premonition there. I thought you hadn't told us something. I'm like Rafa. I'm fucking off to China. Oh, <laughs> look, man, that's that's not fair. We can get through a whole podcast without no, we can't. No, God, not can't. after this fucking week. Oh, Jesus. fuck you, fat mate, you fucking oh. cunt. <laughs> uh, and whoever is running the social media for Newcastle United, like, oh dear me. So they posted this morning a picture of an empty queue over a bridge talking about the queues of people lining up to get their mm, new, the new Newcastle strip. strip. Which is globally being panned because... As the worst strip this the, the, in all football this season. Yeah, and not only that, it's actually the most expensive strip mm. in the league. Like we're, when we, we've got come, we've got massive global things like Man United and Man City out there.
charging less for their strips than Fat Mike's trying to charge Newcastle fans. Yeah, and it's not on. And do you know what? Like, I've, I've packed it in. My season ticket's gone. Yeah. I'm not going back until Fat Mike fucks off. Like, just I'll get Rafa to sell some Chinese knockoff ones over. Just that, well, that's, that's, where, that's where my, where my two top came from last year. Yeah. Me and Jimmy got them for free because I sent them twice. Had to send them twice, so yeah. we got them for now. Little little Chinese knockoff. So, well, do you know what we'll end up with, though? We'll end up with the Chinese knockoff of Rafa, probably. Which is the way things are going. Either that, or we'll end up with like someone randomly need I don't know, Doy, Donny or Slashinger or oh, Jesus. Like you know what I mean. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised because Mike owns them, does he? Oh, Jeebus. Do you know what's even worse as well? Like just looking at the odds and seeing Steve Bruce's name. Ugh. Like Agent Bruce done my job when he was at Sunderland, but I don't want him in charge of us. Like no, definitely. Like not. I just, just yeah. Like fuck off to Man United or something like that, mate. I just, I'm just not interested. Yeah, fuck up to somewhere that likes you. Yeah, that's it. Fake Jordy cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back around a rave. Um, that was another banging episode that we've got was, finished was. and compiled for everyone. Don't forget that you can all go online and vote on Addy versus Gav. You'll see that on the Facebook page. That's a Facebook exclusive. Please, so please, 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 vote and. Put your suggestions up. Yeah, some nice. Give something challenging. We like some. We'd like some nice challenging suggestions. I want me hard. Yeah, I'd quite like to get off the mark, but you know, it, it, it's like one, one day someone will be like this banging jungle tune, and I'll, I'll, I'll excel. Yeah, then, then you'll win. Yeah, and I'll yeah, excel. Yeah. Look at the look on his face. Then you'll win. Look <laughs> at his face. But luckily, I might get my heart rate before that. Yeah, he probably will get his heart rate before that. So, what we'll do is we'll end the podcast the same way we end every podcast, which is with Addy pulling on that white jacket, opening up his, le- his leather bag of. Can you hear me test tubes? I can hear something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's Addy tingling with test tubes to come up with something super sciencey for all of you out there. So, Addy, um, I believe there's a theme. Well, to commemorate uh, the first lady of the podcast coming on, I've picked an artist that I love dearly, dearly, a, a three-piece drum and bass from, I think from Milwaukee or somewhere, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, Say it properly. <laughs> Millie Wacky. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and um, they're just have uh, been just at the pinnacle for as long as I remember. And one of their I love listening to their podcasts when they eventually do them all the time. But I think only one of them does actually the podcast. Uh, and a friend of a friend of the, of the show. Uh, this is Evil Intent, and this is Ladies. Ah. Absolute banger. Yeah, this is an absolute sickening way to end the podcast. Um, uh, it's been Lush, so on vacation from Basement Snacks, I have been Gav. I'm Addy. And it's time for us to officially say that we are off the rave. See my days are cold without you. I'm hurting while I'm with you. And though my heart can't take no more, I keep on keep running back to you. See my days are cold without you. I'm hurting while I'm with you. And though my heart can't take no
Keep on running back to you. See my days are cold. 